Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Level Playing Field podcast with me, Emily Bow. The idea for this podcast came to me in the depths of lockdown, um, but really before I even knew what this podcast was going to be and look like, I decided to post on a few public Facebook groups I'm on, asking if there are any young women out there prepared to talk to me about their journeys with sport. They could be elite athletes, newcomers to the world of sport, or just about anything, really. And uh, much to my own surprise, I had over 150 responses. So the young women I speak to on this series were all strangers to me before. But I guess the point of this podcast is to show that every woman, regardless of background, sexuality, race or anything, has some kind of journey with sport. Plus, I learned so much about new sports or changed my perception of others. Um, I've even been persuaded to go caving in Wales. But anyway, I hope you enjoy this series as much as I've enjoyed making it. So I have not one, but two wonderful guests today on my podcast, Wutia and Faya, who are friends and by day are both students. Faya is a fifth year medic and Wutia has just started her PhD in neuroscience at Edinburgh. And by sport, they are both pole dancers. Now, I'm so excited to talk to them both today because I feel like pole dancing completely epitomizes how we can have misconceptions about a sport. Um, and I think we get fed a very narrow interpretation of what pole dancing is. So I've got them both on today to educate me and all you listeners on exactly what the sport is and what it consists of. So welcome both of you. Thank you so much for being on. How are you both doing, especially with, um, with coronavirus and lockdown? Um, I'm doing good actually like nothing's nothing's changed too much for me because we're still having in like face-to-face placements and stuff so it's been quite good yeah uh, I really miss seeing my friends though That's the yeah thing. yeah yeah I'm very much similar um, I can still go and work in the lab although some of the work I need to do at home and I'm lucky enough to also have a pole <laughs> in my flat so wow. I can do my training I can do my work so it's you know apart from the social aspect it's, it's not terrible Sounds quite cushy for both of you. Very nice. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll get straight into it. This is a question I ask all my guests. Um, Can you both tell me a bit about your experience with sport when you were growing up prior to starting um, pole dancing? Um, I think for me, a lot of sport was really competitive because the school that I went to was really, really competitive and like viewed sport as the ha- probably the best thing that you could do and everyone was just really um just kind of against each other quite a lot and I just felt like I tried lots of different things and I really enjoyed those things I tried but it was never a place where I could like freely just explore what I wanted to do um and e- use it to express myself so um I guess in that way it was a bit difficult but yeah I did try lots of different things growing up. So do you think you sort of had a bit of a um one way vision of what sport was then yeah definitely just really kind of like you have to be the best or you have to be up there with everyone otherwise you don't really matter that's what my school kind of made us feel like anyway yeah yeah I'm guessing you didn't do pole dancing at school then (laughs) no 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 I didn't yeah I didn't um I was never a sporty kid um in PE we would usually play group sports and or maybe run or something like that. And I was always the, the, you know, the uncoordinated lanky one with asthma that can't run, can't, you know, no one passes the ball to her. 
Um, so I, no, I didn't really enjoy any of it. It was just, I was doing that because I had to, uh, but I never considered myself like fit or, you know, sporty at all. Yeah. So do you think schools could do a bit better in sort of making sure that everyone gets the message that sport can be for all and it doesn't just have to look like one thing? I think at least back home, since I'm from Poland, that is definitely the case because I feel maybe half of my PE lessons would be just have a ball, play. And, you know, the teacher would just kind of go away. <laughs> so that wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think young people really need a positive space um, as a way to, like, keep fit because we need to keep fit throughout like throughout our lives is so important for our health. So I think it's really important to set up this kind of attitude from really early on. That is a really positive thing that you can do no matter what level you're at. I think that's really important to tell kids that it doesn't matter if you feel like you can't do it, um, that you don't feel like you're the best because you still are doing it. And that is still fun. That can still be fun. If you're not winning medals, that doesn't matter. You're still having a good time. Yeah. 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 And obviously you're both sort of, lucky now to have found pole dancing and as I said I would assume that's sort of something you found at university so can you tell me a bit more about how you kind of stumbled across that sport? Yeah so I I came across it um, at the activities fair so we have this fair at the start of freshers week where all of the societies and all the clubs gather in this one big hall pre-covid times um, and we would just have a look around and just see what their what the uni has to offer and I just saw this pole with people swinging about and I was like I have literally never thought about this before I've li- I've never had this thought of ever doing pole dancing that looks so cool they look like they're having such a good time I want to try so I went along to a taster session and it yeah got hooked from day one yeah yeah and were you similar with yeah it very much so I saw it took me quite a while because I saw Paul in uh, the activities fair and freshers and then in the first year, I wasn't very organized or anything. But then I saw it again in second year and again in third year. And I was like, oh, there's there's no way human bodies do that. Uh, <laughs> like, this is this is incredibly cool. And, and then I went and tried it as well. Yeah. It took me a while. but So they were kind of forcing themselves on you, pole dancing. It was re- reoccurring back in your life. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would go every year searching for maybe a new hobby or something. And every single time there, there would be the pole in the corner and I could see the people on it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, um, I mean, I mentioned in the introduction that a lot of people have misconceptions about what it is. Do you think either of you had misconceptions about what it was before you started? A hundred percent. So, um, well, I think I was quite open going into it because I just had never thought about it before. So I think I just went and I didn't even really think about it. But what a lot of people come to us with is, oh, I, I don't think I can do it because I don't have core strength. I don't have upper body strength. Almost every single person comes to us and says that as a worry. Um, so I think a lot of people think that they're not strong enough or they're not flexible enough to try it out. But that is absolutely not true. Do you ever have people who um, are sort of very conscious about the fact that it is sort of deemed quite a sexualized sport? Yeah, I think I think so. Definitely. It's it's associated a lot with strippers and um, people just kind of think that pole dancing is only it can only be a sexual like form of dance. It can't be sporty. It can't be 
um, like for self-expression. It can't be for all of these things that it is. And so I think it stops a lot of people from actually going into it because they're scared of what other people would think and how it's perceived. I think, uh, yeah, like personally, I kind of forgot about all that. But then when I started pole dancing, you know, tell other people about it, like, for example, my family, um, mom would be like, oh, but that's, that's like really bad, isn't it? I'm like, no, why? I'm like enjoying it. I'm doing some fun spins and, you know, in my leggings, because I back then I didn't dare to undress yet. Um, and they're just like, no, but like, what are people going to think about you? I'm like, what do you mean? Um, so I think like, maybe especially older people are very much cautious about it. Yeah. Yeah, because it is, you know, what we get fed about it is that it is a sport for strippers, it is associated with films, all that kind of thing. And that's what we get fed. And actually, when you just sit back and think, you think, oh, well, that looks really hard. That's obviously a competitive thing. They obviously have to have very strong bodies to do that. So I think it's it's really, I mean, that's the reason why I got you both on today, because I really want to kind of maybe do something to change people's perceptions of it. Um, it's not so sort of one dimensional. So can you tell me a bit more sort of practically about the sport of pole dancing if I were to come along to one of your sessions what would we do how would you introduce me to the sport um so the taster sessions that we run every year pre-covid um is everyone kind of queues up and we let everyone in and we have a nice big introduction to everyone who's on the team and who gets like who's involved in the society and the committee and things and then we just kind of have a warm-up and we do some really basic spins that we would teach the beginners um, in beginners class and so everyone just has about like 45 minutes of just having a great time spinning around doing a few different things and realizing that actually like a lot of them are so much easier than it looks you know a lot of people are actually surprised like oh I can actually do this this is really really fun yeah. um yeah and I think a lot of people come away from that feeling really really good and really positive and just even if it's if they've decided it's not for them, they've had a good time in there. What was your first session like, Woots? Yeah, uh, I I did come to taste the sessions before, but I don't really remember them that well. But I I do remember my first class that I went to, um, which was a beginners class, and that was kind of mid semester already. So everyone else has done something, <laughs> and then I went in, um, and the the instructor was like, "Okay, I'm going to teach you pirouette." Uh, which is one of the very basic moves you can do around the pole and I could not wrap my head around it and I, I was just like all you know hands in wrong places legs in wrong places um and I the spins didn't really work too well either because I had noodle arms back then <laughs> and I couldn't do anything that session but I came out with a massive smile because everyone else was so encouraging like um if they know you haven't done a move before and they see you do it, everyone will start cheering and like sometimes even like clapping, um, which is really, really encouraging. So even, even very small progress is always rewarded. So most of the guests that I get on here kind of talk about um, how they're a woman in a very male dominated sport. Um, but I would imagine pole dancing is the opposite. In fact, it's very much a female dominated sport. Is, is that true? Um, I think very much so. Um, it's pretty hard to convince people um, at the first is there that yes, you can come to the policy class as a 
the man. We maybe have uh, like three or four people involved that are not women. And, uh, you know, they're doing great. It's just, I, th- I think it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that there are not enough male pole dancers and then there are no role models within the society and then people don't see them and then people don't want to come. But um, I hope for it changing soon because, you know, it's the more the merrier, really. And it seems like a silly thing to say, but do they, do men do the sa- exactly the same as women in terms of um, moves and, you know, what the sport is? Yeah, um, uh, so in classes we kind of work on a few different moves per session and there a lot of them are strength-based, so we all just kind of work on the same thing. And it's, it's actually interesting that our probably the best the best most skilled person in our society out of hundreds of people is a man um he Callum he is just he's blown up on Instagram like all of the pole dancers famous pole dancers around the world know him um he is just such an inspiration to people like internationally so we're so lucky to have him and he's such a great role model for not just men but just women everyone every single person and yeah I think that's a really great thing yeah, that's amazing. You've got a celebrity in your ranks. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, so tell me, I would guess again that pole dancing is actually like a pretty accessible sport. I mean, all you need is a pole or is that a silly thing to say? I think right now um, it's a little harder than usual uh, because as much as we're trying to you know, keep our class prices low and uh, you know, have the studio within universities is closed for everyone. Um, a pole is actually really expensive. Um, so not everyone, especially a beginner who doesn't know if they're going to continue dancing or not, um, can get one. Uh, but there are a lot of things within pole dancing that kind of mix into the sport, such as like, you know, just dance flexibility, flow work that still can be done by those people and we're trying to encourage that i think usually when we're in studios still it's a more accessible sport because there are quite a few studios in every city and they're quite easy to get to and there's a lot of different classes available so when it's not when all this is not going on i think it's a a lot easier you don't have to buy your own yeah yeah and you can just turn up as you are really i would assume without any sort of kit so what is there a competitive level to it? Do you, as a university team, compete? Well, we are both winners. We are both winners of the recent Northern Regional uh, Inter-University Pole Dancing Competition. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> that was a big, yeah. Sounded impressive. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Northern IUPDC. So the universities across the UK, we have uh, regional competitions every like January, February time. And then all the finalists from like the winners from those regionals come together, usually uh, somewhere in London. And we have a massive like get together and we have a big finals championship. So uh, unfortunately, that was cancelled this year. But we, uh, Wutia was in a group routine and they won, which is really great. And um, I was in the advanced routine and I won my category. So that, yeah, is very exciting when that happens. Yeah, well, congratulations to you both. That's brilliant. Um, and is your club kind of a mixture then of people who 
want to compete like you and then people are just sort of doing it as a bit of fun as a bit of sort of a social activity yeah definitely we have some people that just don't like the competition part and they just want to learn for themselves and that's completely fine but then if you do want to compete you do get a lot for it um with like whichever level you are at um which is really nice yeah yeah and how has pole dancing helped you both in terms of sort of your body acceptance sort of expressing yourself through your body and feeling powerful in your body as a woman I think for me it's really allowed me to feel like I've come into this space where I just feel like I'm myself like this is my true self I feel like I'm being true to myself right now by doing this because before I wasn't really sure of who I was I was really shy um I was not really confident about my body and going into pole obviously like in classes we are we need this the grip on our skin so we we don't wear very much um and every single person is different and you realize like we're all doing the same exact thing but every single person in that class looks completely different to me and different to each other and you're like this is amazing like every single person their bodies are able to do all these things and they look great doing it so it just makes you like I don't even think about um how I look like I don't like criticize sometimes obviously like it fluctuates day in day out but when I'm in class I don't I'm not conscious about um how I look because I'm just too busy having fun and I think that's a really really positive space for me and I'm really really grateful for that yeah I think seeing other people's bodies as much as it sounds pretty weird at first just seeing that everybody is different and that you know you can you cannot look fit but you're super you're very strong or flexible or both or amazing at dance and you know everyone has some kind of a quality to them it's it's been really refreshing because I think before I had a very set image or of what a fit person looks like you know that they have to be like really lean and really muscly and uh, all that and then you come into a pole dancing class and everyone is different and everyone's nailing it and uh, it's great and also I feel like no one ever comments about other people's bodies unless it's like oh oh my god you look great or you know this pole set looks very good where did you get it um I think it's a very much a space where um you don't have to think about it and very quickly from wearing you know a baggy t-shirt and leggings you go into oh maybe some shorts and a t-shirt and then oh actually I don't mind I can show my tummy other people show their tummy like it's not a problem no one's gonna say anything no one's gonna you know look weird uh, at me and uh, that kind of progression of being comfortable wearing very little is surprisingly comforting and it's a very nice progress to make yeah yeah I'd never really thought of it like that to be honest I think um you know like you said that we have a very set image of what a fit body is or what a sporty body is and yes for certain sports you have to maybe have a a certain body type but I think it's amazing that um in pole dancing there's no one set demographic there's no one set body type um and you're all just sort of um equally as capable as each other regardless of what you look like where you come from your background your history and sport and I think that's amazing um and 
this is something I ask everyone on this podcast, but do you think that, um, I mean, a lot of young women quit sports um, in their sort of teenage years. And do you think a lot of that is to do with um, what we were just saying that you can't, you don't think that your body type or you as a person fits into the sport that you've done up to that stage. And maybe it's because you don't have an awareness of other sports available. Yeah, I definitely think that there could, um, like early on when we're introduced to sport, there often can be quite a competitive and negative view of how it should be. Um, and just like a really narrow minded like version of what it should be. Um, and I think a lot of people may quit early on because they, as you said, they don't know what else is out there. and it is a fault within the sports that they have just left because they haven't set up this expectation for other people that you can do it no matter what. I think that definitely needs to change. But there, I think pole dancing is really different because people often find it at university. So um, a lot of people start, once they're 18, you know, they've left home. So no one really has like a really strong foundation of strength and, you know, everyone starts from basically zero um in your adult life so I think that is an aspect that's really different about Paul because you don't have the childhood experience you don't like it's not you don't feel intimidated by people who've been doing it for like many many years so I think that's really encouraging and uh it's a really important factor of, I think why it's so accepting I think that that's part of the beauty of Paul that everyone starts it pretty late in their lives so even if someone does have a background in you know, gymnastics or dance, that's just one or two components of the whole pole dancing world because you can develop your strength, you can develop your flexibility, you can develop your musicality, you can get into um, more sexy stuff and you can start wearing heels and you can start doing routines in heels. And um, the process of finding your style is independent of what you can you could do before starting pole dancing. Um, I also maybe not within the society but within the community there are quite a few like you know mums or people after you know over 30 and uh, it's fairly normal to start late and I think that's really nice because you don't feel like you're missing out because you haven't done the thing since you were like you know a kid yeah yeah do you find when um, there are some of those sort of older people that come along to the sessions do you find that there's sort of a really nice sort of reconnection for them with their bodies and perhaps if you know they maybe had kids um they maybe don't feel so sexy and confident in their body anymore do you really see a difference in that when they've taken up pole dancing yeah definitely um I think a lot of my friends on like we have this community on Instagram as well and a lot of people that I follow are like over the age of 30 or over the age of 40 like the my role model I think she turned 42 this year and she's just like loving life she's just so good um I just think that is really nice to see like that could be me in the future I can still be that I can be that age and still feel so happy and so confident and because I see it in them and it's really really nice and comforting to know that that's waiting for me maybe in the future yeah, I mean, it's not common to do a sport which you can see yourself doing for decades. So that's re- that's really great. And so I guess final question then. Um, I mean, this whole podcast is about 
educating people on different sports and hopefully inspiring someone that's listening to take up a new sport. So what would you say to anyone thinking of taking up pole dancing? No, you do not need upper body strength. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that's my favorite thing to say because I, I, I think maybe 70% of people who approached me about it were like, oh, I would really love to try, but oh, you, I, I, don't, I can't really do anything. I can't do a push-up. Like, I'll, I'll give up now. And I'm like, no, come. It'll be fun. I promise. I promise. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can leave, but try it. I think the thing that I would say is, if you're thinking about it, just go along. Because the atmosphere, the people, the the energy is just so infectious. I think that is what hooked me in from day one because it wasn't really about whether I can nail this move first time. It was about the people and how they make you feel and how you feel within yourself. It is just such a happy, positive, like safe space. Like you feel so safe um, and held by everyone. So I really encourage anyone thinking about it to just go along and try it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, as I say, I hope that inspires someone to even just look up a, something on Instagram or on YouTube and then maybe think about going along to a session when um, when restrictions allow. But thank you both so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And I think it's a really brilliant thing to sort of talk about and hopefully change people's perceptions of what pole dancing is and can be. Um, so you're both amazing, very confident very confident impressive women so thank you so much for being on with me today thank you oh i just love talking to Thea and Witsia today about all things pole dancing um it's such an awesome sport to get into and one that seems like a great space for body positivity and confidence uh they're both very talented young women too uh, I'd really recommend just searching for a pole dancing class near you. In normal times, there are hundreds, so it could be a great and easy thing to try when normal life resumes. Um, this has been the Level Playing Field podcast, and you can check out our website or follow the platform on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We aim to be a sports platform for all, telling untold stories of sport. So if you'd like to get in touch with a new story or idea, then please do. But for now, tune in next week for another story of an everyday woman in sport.